Welcome to Swamp Mysteries, the treasure of Jean Lafitte, a spooky new audio adventure story for children by author Elizabeth Singer Hunt, performed by Rachel Rosick and Jordan Paul Harrow. In the last episode, Charlie, Oscar, Robbie, and Jules prepared to go in search of Jean Lafitte's treasure. Little did they know that the Gatlin brothers were making plans of their own, too. Alice left the kitchen and made her way to the front door. When she opened it, she was surprised to see who was standing in front of her. A bead of sweat rolled off of Bobby Ray's forehead. As Alice stood before the Gatlins, a taste of dislike touched her tongue. Not only did she loathe them because of their shady characters, but also because they never bothered to go to church. Alice wanted them and their sweaty bodies to leave as soon as they arrived. Mr. Beauregard isn't home right now. He's gone to New Orleans. Kenny whispered under his breath to his brother. Good. Excuse me? We left something out back yesterday. I didn't see anything. I suggest you come back another time. Alice tried to close the door, but Kenny thrust his hand on it and pushed it back open. It won't take long. We know exactly what we're looking for. Without giving Alice a chance to question him further, the brothers walked around the side of the house. Alice closed the door and shook her head. What good are men if they don't listen? She hoped the Gatlins would find whatever they were looking for and quickly be on their way. Alice returned to the kitchen and turned on the radio. She just loved listening to Plantation View 106.7 FM, especially on Sundays when they played her favorite church music. As soon as I'm Going Home with Jesus came on, she cranked up the volume and began to sing. Kenny and Bobby Ray passed the kitchen window and rounded the corner to the back. As soon as they saw us in the boat, they began to shout. Where do y'all think y'all going? Like a guilty suspect, Robbie quickly tucked his phone in his pocket and the book to his chest, but it didn't help. We know you're after pirate treasure. Kenny shook his fist at us. A treasure that's ours. Jules panicked. How did they find out? Robbie shot an angry look at Jules. Shut up, Jules. Bobby Ray and Kenny had seen and heard enough. They started running for the boat. Oscar leapt into the driver's seat. Let's get out of here. Keys. Unfortunately, I was too busy paying attention to the Gatlins to hear Oscar talking. Charlie, give me the keys to the boat. Panicked, I fumbled for the keys and accidentally dropped them in the boat. We're gonna get you. I cried for the only person who could help us. Alice! But it was no use. Alice was singing so loudly that she couldn't hear a thing. Somebody start the engine! Yelled Jules. Oscar scooped up the keys and put them into the ignition. He put the gear into reverse. We began to move away from the pier. As soon as Kenny saw us trying to escape, he grew even more furious. He ran for the dock and took a flying leap for our boat. His fingertips scraped the edge before he fell, gut first, into the water. We busted out laughing. But Kenny didn't find it funny. He stood up in the shallow water with muck and water running down his face. Ow! I'm coming after you, kids! Oscar put the boat into drive, and we sped off. And how are you gonna do that? 
hollered Jules over the sound of the engine. Swim all the way to Aldegrand Tear? My mouth fell open. Robbie punched his sister hard in the arm. You idiot! You're the biggest mouth this side of the Mississippi. What are you talking about? Then it dawned on her. She'd just let slip where we were headed. It, sorry. All we could hope for was that the Gatlins hadn't heard a thing. Oscar increased our speed. We rounded the corner and disappeared from sight. Unfortunately for us, the Gatlins had heard what Jules said. Kenny swam back towards his brother. Bobby Ray hauled him out of the water and onto the dock like a sack of crawfish. <gasps> did, did you hear that? Sure did, brother. Do you think it was an act? You know, to throw us off their scent? Bobby Ray shook his head. Did you see them other kids? They was mad at that girl for what she said. Then we need to get to Isle de Grand Terre and get back what belongs to us. As the brothers made their way back to their truck, they walked past the kitchen window. Alice was still inside, belting out the tunes and completely unaware of what had happened. If you're enjoying Swamp Mysteries, The Treasure of Jean Lafitte, make sure to check out Elizabeth's other stories for children, including the award-winning Secret Agent Jack Stalwart series. In it, nine-year-old Secret Agent Jack Stalwart travels the globe fighting bad guys in his quest to find his missing brother, Max. To learn more and listen to Secret Agent Jack Stalwart stories for free, visit elizabethsingerhunt.com. In my opinion, the bayous of southern Louisiana are some of the prettiest waterways in the world. They connect the state of Louisiana with the Gulf of Mexico. But most people who live in the southern part of the state don't use the bayou to get to bigger water. They use it for catching tasty things like fish, crawfish, crabs, birds, and alligators. The only problem with the bayou system is that it's easy to get lost. That is, unless you have access to Bubba's Bayou Maps app. After five minutes of following the directions, we found ourselves in open water. Ahead of us was an island. That's it, said Robbie. That's Aldegrand Terre. As Oscar drove towards it, I was a bit surprised. There wasn't anything special about it. Most people think of an island as something tropical, but Aldegrand Terre was nothing more than a small, two-mile-wide spit of sand with some fallen trees and bushy grass. Oscar rammed the boat up onto the sand. We got out and walked a bit to get a better look. Oscar surveyed the site. Doesn't look like much. I know, said Robbie, but this would have been perfect for Lafitte. It's centrally located. So, where do we start? asked Jules. We need to find the stone arch, said Robbie. That is, if it's still here. Hurricane Freddy had recently blown across the islands with winds of 120 miles per hour. There was a good chance that the arch was no longer standing. I reached into the boat for Daddy's binoculars and looked around. I shook my head to tell my friends there was nothing in sight. Maybe we should split up. The four of us went in separate directions. Fifteen minutes passed, and then someone cried out. It was Oscar. Over here! Robbie, Jules, and I ran over. At his feet was a pile of rocks. Well, not so much rocks as a pile of stones. It's not an arch now, but it could have been. Robbie knelt to the ground and began to arrange the stones. 
They were cut at a particular angle, which made it easier. Before we knew it, he'd assembled the stones on the ground into the shape of an arch. Robbie grinned. This is it. I looked up and to the north. Thirty feet away, there was a palm tree. You're not gonna believe this. The others looked in the same direction as me and saw the palm tree, too. Robbie pulled out Jean Lafitte's book and got to business. Told you this was the place. He flipped to the page with a poem and read it out loud. Silver chest underground. Buried deep, so not found. Tilt is ready for the find. Jewels, gold, and silver mine. Key is buried, lone and deep. This bit is easy to decipher, said Robbie. We're looking for a key to the chest itself, said Oscar. Robbie nodded. He carried on reading. Near stone arch at toes of feet. Three of shovel under toes. This is the part I haven't figured out yet, said Robbie. The key is buried near the stone arch, but I don't know what at toes of feet means. Neither did the rest of us. What difference does it make? asked Jules. Why don't you just start digging by the rocks? Because toes of feet probably mean something, said Oscar. It might tell us what direction to dig. I agree with Oscar. There's a clue that we're missing. The four of us stood there, baffled. Jules took the book from Robbie's hands. Give me that. She flicked back and forth between the pages, then settled on the drawing of the island. She started to laugh. <laughs> What's so funny? said Robbie. Jules carried on laughing. <laughs> the shape of the island. It looks like a foot. Get it? Jean Lafitte. <laughs> I took the book from Jules and spent some time looking at the drawing. I wasn't sure whether Lafitte had chosen the island because of its shape, but I had to give it to Jules. The drawing did make the island look like a foot. I handed the book to Robbie. The top is kind of like an ankle. The right sticks out like toes, and the left is like a heel. If the right side is the toes, said Robbie, then the poem is telling us to dig to the right of the arch, to the east of the stones. But it says three of shovel under toes, I said. Maybe it's telling us to dig three times with the shovel, said Jules. Robbie sighed scornfully. Think about it. If we only dug three scoops of sand, that would barely scratch the surface. No self-respecting pirate would bury something that shallow. At least I'm trying to help. Because you're the expert of help. Like when you told the Gatlins where we were headed. Until Robbie said that, I'd forgotten about Bobby Ray and Kenny. I pricked my ears up for the sound of another boat. But I didn't hear anything. Maybe they hadn't heard us after all. An idea popped into my mind. What if it's telling us to use the shovel as a unit of measurement? You know, three shovel lengths from the arch. I think Charlie could be onto something, said Robbie. Robbie ran back to the boat and returned with both shovels. He put one down and used the other to start measuring. Once he'd measured three shovel lengths from the stones, he started to dig. But after ten minutes, Robbie had nothing. He slumped in exhaustion. Oscar tried to cheer him up. We knew this wasn't going to be easy. Hurricane Freddy could have moved the stones, I offered. Maybe you're just digging in the wrong place. A small box would be hard to find. <sighs> Needle in a haystack. I had a thought. 
If we draw a line in the sand from the palm tree to where Robbie just dug, we can use that as our digging line. That's a brilliant idea, Charlie, said Oscar. I grabbed the second shovel and drew a line from the tree to just south of Robbie's hole. I started digging at the bottom of the line, near the rocks. Robbie used the other shovel at the top near the palm tree. Oscar and Jules used their hands to dig in the middle. After a while, I hit something, and it wasn't China. Y'all better come and see this! The others ran over. I scraped away the remaining sand to reveal something hard and gray. Robbie leaned into the hole and pried it out with his fingers. When he lifted it up to the rest of us, we couldn't believe what we were looking at. It was a small silver box with an image of a rose on it. Robbie repeated the line of the verse out loud. Key in box of fragrant rose. Since there was no lock, Robbie easily opened the box. Inside was an old-fashioned key. The teeth were in the shape of the letter E. At first, nobody said a thing. I looked at Robbie, who was pinching himself. When he didn't wake up from his dream, Robbie started to smile. One by one, it hit us. We'd found the key to Jean Lafitte's treasure. I couldn't believe it. Soon, we were whooping it up and yelling for joy. Pop singer, here I come. No more medical bills for my mama. Just one more step. All we needed to do now was find the chest. We quieted ourselves down. Robbie read the next bit of the poem. Chest at heel across the bay. Under oak tree so not sway. It says the treasure chest is across a bay, said Oscar. It must be on a bit of land across the western side of the island. Where the heel is, said Jules. Oscar nodded. We ran to the other side of Al de Grantaire. In the distance, we could see another island. Robbie looked at Bubba's bayou maps. You're not gonna believe it. Guess what that island is called? Beauregard Isle. If you've enjoyed this episode of Swamp Mysteries, The Treasure of Jean Lafitte, make sure to select subscribe. That way you'll be the first to hear what happens next.